This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. There are few modern saints more mysterious, really, than Padre Pio. I have covered some of the things, that, prophecies that were attributed to him before, including um, one early on in the life of this channel that maybe you're familiar with, that there are some who have very good reason to believe to doubt at rather its authenticity, and that is related to the three days of darkness. But that having been said, we're going to talk to, we're going to go over today something that is without question attributed to Padre Pio. No one doubts the authenticity of this. And these are the contents of some of his letters to his spiritual director, Father Augustino, whom he confided a vision he had of our blessed Lord, Jesus Christ, and what our Lord told Padre Pio. And it should be something we consider very carefully in light of everything going on in the church, in light of all the news that happened last week just before the nativity of our Lord, when, the, when those most trusted with preserving the doctrine of the faith decided to try to develop the doctrine of the faith on their own to accommodate it to the world's desires and the world's values. I am, of course, talking about Cardinal Fernandez and his diabolical document signed by Francis, which is prior to this alleged pontificate that had been a pope's never really signed the documents issued by the, the then Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. There was no need to. He approved it personally in a face-to-face -face meeting with whoever his prefect would be. Now, Francis signs the documents himself along with his own prefect. In this case, another Argentinian named Fernandez. And they open the door to the blessings of what we call James Martin Parings here. It's in the document. A lot of people dispute that. There's no reason to dispute it. If you can read the document, you're familiar with how things have been done for the last decade in Rome, and you'll see. Bear those events in mind as you hear these words of Padre, per Padre Pio and what he saw or what he was made to know about the state of the priesthood in the final days. Letter to Father Augustino, dated April 7th, 1913. On Friday morning, the 28th of March, 1913, while I was still in bed, Jesus appeared to me. He was in a sorry state and quite disfigured. He showed me a great multitude of priests, regular and secular, among whom were several high ecclesiastical dignitaries. Some were celebrating Mass, while others were vesting or taking off the sacred vestments. The sight of Jesus in distress was very painful to me, so I asked him why he was suffering so much. There was no reply, but his, but his gaze turned on those priests. Shortly afterwards, as if terrified and weary of looking at them, he withdrew his gaze. Then he raised his eyes and looked at me, and to my great horror I observed two tears coursing down his cheeks. He drew back from that crowd of priests with an expression of great disgust on his face and cried out, Butchers! Then he turned to me and said, 
My son, do not think that my agony lasted three hours. No, on account of the souls who have received most from me, I shall be in agony until the end of the world. During my agony, my son, nobody should sleep. My soul goes in search of a drop of human compassion, but alas, I am left alone beneath the weight of indifference. The ingratitude in the sleep of my ministers makes my agony all the more grievous. Alas, how little they correspond to my love. What afflicts me most is that they add contempt and unbelief to their indifference. Many times I have been on the point of annihilating them, had I not been held back by the angels and by souls who are filled with love for me. Write to your spiritual father and tell him what you have seen and heard from me this morning. Tell him to show your letter to the father provincial. Jesus continued to talk, but I may never reveal what he said. Letter to Father Augustino, dated March 12, 1913. My father listened to our sweet Jesus' complaints. My love for men is repaid with so much ingratitude. Those people who have offended me less if I had loved them less. My father doesn't want to tolerate them anymore. I would like to stop loving them, but... And here Jesus kept silent and afterward taken aback. But my heart is made for loving. The tired men don't try to overcome the temptations. Rather, these men enjoy their iniquities. The souls I love more than the others when they suffer a temptation, when they don't succeed in withstanding. The weak souls are dismayed and desperate. They leave me alone at night and in the morning in church. They don't take care of the sacrament of the altar. They don't speak of the sacrament of love anymore. Also, the people who do speak of the sacrament do it with so much indifference and coldness. My heart has been forgotten. Nobody cares for my love. I am always saddened. My house has become a theater of plays for a lot of people. Even my priests that I have always protected carefully, that I have loved as the apple of my eye, they should comfort my sorrowful heart. They should help me in the redemption of the souls. Instead, who would believe it? I receive ingratitude from them. I see my son a lot of them that... Here he stopped, sobs tightening his throat. He wept. That under false semblance they betray me with sacrilegious communions, stamping on the light and the strength that I continually give them. Perhaps this final warning from Padre Pio is the, the most startling. And this is his relation to Fatima. I'm going to quote verbatim the article from the SSPX website on Padre, on Padre Pio. Padre Pio was even less obliging towards a prevailing social and political order, or rather disorder, in 1966. Quote, the confusion of ideas in the reign of thieves. He prophesied that the hammer and sickle followers would come to power by surprise without using force. It will happen overnight. This should not surprise us, since the requests of Our Lady of Fatima have not been listened to. He even told Bishop Piccinelli that the red flag will fly over the Vatican, but that will pass. Here again, his conclusion rejoins that of the Queen of Prophets, but in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The means by which this prophecy will come to pass, we know, by the divine power, but it must be prompted by the two great powers in man's hands, prayer and penance. This is the lesson which Our Lady wanted to remind us of at the beginning of this century. God wants to save the world by devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and there is no other, material or spiritual, national or international, that cannot be solved by the Holy Rosary and our sacrifices. This is also the last lesson that Padre Pio wanted to leave us by his example, and especially by his prayer groups, which he established throughout the world. He was never without a rosary. There was even one under his pillow. During the day, he recited several dozens of rosaries. A few hours before he died, as those around him urged him to speak a few more words, all he could say was, Love the Blessed Virgin and make her loved. Always say the rosary.
chilling stuff, I think. It's worth remembering here that often we see Padre Pio associated with the new order of things in the church. Of all the saints, he seems to be the one that they most desperately want to associate with everything they changed in the church. Despite the fact that he got a rescript from Pope Paul VI himself, allowing him to never have to say the new mass, that he reportedly told bishops who came to visit him to please end this council, meaning Vatican II, as quickly as possible. He was no supporter of that council. He saw what it would do. He could tell what the effect would be. Many of us deny that. They want to believe that it was the implementation. No, Padre Pio knew it would not be the implementation, but the things the council said itself. We will be exploring Padre Pio more um, in this new year, in 2024, as time progresses. So with that, I want to know what you have to say about all this. So let me know in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.